Hi everyone, Beth here. If you are struggling to find your homeschool vibe and are looking for ways to get your kids to get their schoolwork done or ways for you to keep your sanity as a homeschool parent or how to handle your many responsibilities while still feeling relaxed and loving homeschooling, then my book, Find Your Homeschool Vibe, might be just what you're looking for. In my book, I share how to shift your mindset to help you as the parent stay focused on the point of all of this, which is the love of learning. I also share some tried and true homeschool mom life hacks for every day. You can find the book in the show notes or by searching for Find Your Homeschool Vibe on Amazon. Homeschool Vibe Podcast. This is Beth. I'm your host. I'm a homeschool mom of two kids, one a graduate from homeschool and another that is about to start her senior year. This is our third episode and I'm really glad you're listening today. This episode is a really important one and one that I wish I had heard prior to my son um, hitting the, the middle school age years. This topic today is about socializing in those, you know, 11, 12, 13 and up years. There is a difference with socialization when you're getting to that, that age group and how you would handle it. When they're younger, a great homeschool group and maybe like another program, like a youth program or, um, or a theater group or sports or something like that is, is great. When they start getting to those uh, years where they start, you know, getting those really big feelings, um, it's just such a hard age, especially the junior high, middle school ages. It's hard for every kid, it seems like, most kids. And it's hard whether you're public schooled, homeschooled, wherever you're at, you still have those big feelings. I believe in homeschooling, um, that the homeschool setup is an easier place for kids to be than it would be to be in public school when you're dealing with those emotions, but they still need help navigating. And the reason they need help navigating is because kids often feel isolated in these years, in in this time period of their life. It's very normal. It's very normal. Like I said, it's normal if you're in public school. It's normal if you're in a homeschool to feel those feelings and as parents, if we understand that that's what's normal and going to happen, even in a homeschool situation, that we need to help them understand their feelings. That's what they need help with. They need to understand that it's totally normal to have feelings of like loneliness or, or just kind of like confusion about separating from their parents more. All those things are happening. It is totally normal. And what we need to do as parents is be their guide and just we need to guide them into making sure we need to make sure that they have multiple friend groups. I made the mistake of just kind of just having our homeschool group be our main socialization <laughs> and it's it was a great group, lots of great experiences that we had there. But when things happen in those years, like those middle school years, it happens in the homeschool groups too. There can be drama and there can be those high emotions can cause some drama. Um, or 
there just might not be a big enough group of kids for kids to get to know. And like for my son, he really wanted to meet more people. And um, he also started feeling those feelings of isolation, but didn't talk about it with me. He, um, he didn't understand, like if he had talked to me, this is my, this is still my, this is my fail as a parent. I'm not blaming him. But if I would have had it on my radar, I could have talked to him about it, but he didn't bring it up to me. So I didn't think about it that he was experiencing feelings of loneliness. And in his mind, he thought it was homeschooling's fault, that homeschooling caused his loneliness. But as an adult talking about it, my husband and I and and my son were talking about it. And my husband, who's very outgoing, very, he was, you know, popular, he had lots of friends, all that stuff, admitted that when he was in the middle school um, time period that he had loneliness and he said it was like it was hard and it's a hard thing to go through in that age and I think it's just I mean I experienced it my husband went to public school I went to public school we both experienced it with even very different personalities so I am more shy than my husband and more quiet and so I just assumed it was just my personality that would make me feel that way but my husband who's the complete opposite felt the same exact way so with that experience, um, we were able to talk to him and say, no, it, it wasn't homeschooling's fault. It's just a natural part of growing up. And if we can help our kids understand that these are normal feelings and that they would most likely feel them in any situation they're in because it's this time period of life that just gets you. And, <laughs> and that's why it's such a hard time. And that's why the middle school time period can just be rough. So I want homeschool parents to have that on their radar, that just because they're homeschooling doesn't mean that they won't have a rough, the kids won't have a rough time during that time period, whether they might be confused or not know how to connect with other kids. And I just don't want homeschooling to be blamed by the parents or the kids. Um, that really, it's a, it's really a, just a natural thing to feel during this time. And so, um, I was going to talk about that. First off, have that on your radar that there will be a time period that they might feel extra lonely and it's just something to work on. It's not something that would go away in public school. Okay, so now let's talk about other th- <laughs> some other things we need to do. So so for socialization in, in the middle school and high school years, it's the same that I recommended for the younger years, the elementary school years have three, at least three friend groups, three sources of socialization. Have three. That is so important. Um, That are separated. We made the mistake of every time we would sign up for classes or do different things that we did it with our same friends from our homeschool group. So what I recommend is make sure that you have separate groups like for your kids because we did experience some drama, and it was really hard for a little while before we got into some other situations. And so in order to avoid that painful experience, it would, would have been much easier had we already had other social groups for the kids to be involved in. So having like a youth group, sports, theater, service groups, 
volunteer, like whatever it is, like just make sure you really, really, really go out and find at least three different groups for your kids. Really plan it and make sure that is your job. That's your job to make sure that they have three groups of some kind. In some ways, the middle school and high school years get easier as a homeschool parent for the the weight of the educational part being on you because you can kind of outsource some of it as they get older and they can kind of self-lead more. But the part that you really need to be on top of is the socialization part. And um, some other things that I wish I had on my radar before and that I learned from, so you get the benefit of learning from my mistakes and um, and my poor kid, <laughs> um, wishing that I had known this before too. So learn from us, learn from our pain <laughs> so that you can, you can um, do better for your kids than I did for my firstborn. Um, we did much better for my second and it's going so much better. So anyway, so these are some things that I wish I had on my radar before, aside from the three groups. Okay. So another thing that I didn't consider was that because as homeschool parents, when our kids are in groups and they do their activities, we'll be at the group with the kids. And so the parents are socializing and we would plan like everything. We'd plan everything for the kids. So we would be like, oh, they want to get together. Let's go to somebody's house and swim or let's, you know, whatever it was. And we'd plan the food. We'd plan who would get the rides where, how all of it. And we really ripped the kids off unintentionally. By not letting them go through the experience of planning their own social experiences. And so make sure that while you're planning and making sure that they have three groups to socialize in, also kind of encourage them to plan things on their own. Of course, they have to check with parents first for what works for everybody, for their schedules. But I really encourage them to plan on their own, to think about like, oh, we're going to have a get together and we have to make sure that we have snacks or we have to make sure that there are rides to and from and that it works for everybody's schedules. Have them really take the lead and encourage that. Because like I didn't do that with my son and here my son is extremely outgoing. Like he's very outgoing. He's very social. He's very fun. He can walk in in a room and talk to anyone anytime. And he's just, he's very, he's very well socialized. But the parts that I missed were things like letting him plan things. Um, I really, really <laughs> screwed up on that unintentionally. And um, and I want to encourage you to make sure that the kids are planning some of their own activities and planning their own social experiences. It is really, really helpful and important, and it's part of preparing them to be an adult. So the more we can kind of start letting them separate um, and take charge of their social experiences, the better for them. We want them to grow up and be able to handle things on their own. And we want, that's the goal, right? Our goal isn't to do everything for our kids. Our goal is to raise healthy, good humans. And by allowing them the space to make mistakes or to forget the snacks or to forget to plan a ride and learn from it so they can do better as they get older, the better for them. Like, we've got to let them figure that stuff out and and let them take the lead. Okay, so those were the, I kind of covered the mistakes I made, but now I wanted to talk about the successes we've had. So after learning from my son um, that, you know, how to screw it up. <laughs> so he's he's really good at teaching me those things. You know, the first kid's really good at that. 
with my daughter, who's four years younger, we were able to really get her into multiple groups. Um, she was able to, we had her, we encouraged her to take classes that she didn't know anyone in and she did not like it at first. She was like, what are you doing to me? But after she went a few times and made friends pretty quickly, she started not being so afraid of, of that. And so she just really got into taking more classes on her own and really had a blast. And she got to meet a bigger variety of kids by doing that instead of staying in our little bubble that we had been in with my son with our little like our homeschool group. And again, our homeschool group was amazing. Like, but it still was, I wasn't doing the, the job I needed to be doing to make sure he had multiple experiences. So another thing I, I learned recently, um, which makes total sense, is that um, I was listening to a podcast um, by a psychologist who uh, does attachment parenting also. And what she was talking about is that around age eight, kids start wanting to be separate from their parents. They don't think about that. It's just something that they start naturally doing. So we have to have that on our radar as well. And we need to help them to be able to have some of their their wins and feeling like they get to make their own choices in some things so that they will be not feel so rebellious towards us that instead they'll as they grow older, they'll will be a partner with them so that we can encourage them and guide them in a way that they don't feel like that we're trying to control them. So I thought that was really interesting advice and I wanted to share that as well. And I know it talked about eight-year-olds, but it really could encourage people that have the middle schoolers and the high schoolers. And as homeschool parents, sometimes we can really forget, because we're together so often, that we can kind of forget to watch for that separation time and allow it and let them let them really kind of take the lead on some of their own things it 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 makes a huge difference in their confidence um so the other parts of the the successes that we've had is both of my kids um are well socialized like even though we had a little rough experiences with with not having a big enough group or a variety of groups for my son and not letting him plan things earlier so that he could know how to take the lead on that. He's very well-spoken. He is outgoing. He's, he's funny. He's very funny. Makes me laugh every time I see him. Um, he's successful as an adult. He's, um, got his real estate appraiser's license now. He's 21 years old. Um, and that's a hard thing to get. And he did it and he's been supporting himself for over a year fully. Um, maybe longer than that. (laughs) And he's been doing a really, really good job. And, as a 21-year-old living in California, that's a huge deal. So to be able to fully support yourself and be in an apartment, they're expensive right now. And to be able to pay for his own um, everything, like his insurance, his his um, his uh, gas, everything, his his cell phone, he's it's it's that's that's the point of all of this is to raise successful kids who can do things on their own and be proud of themselves. And I'm very proud of both of my kids. My daughter has now, she's just finished up her uh, junior year of high school and she finished her first year of dual enrollment classes. Uh, She's been taking college courses and she did very, very well. And she's received two scholarships. Um, She's on an improv team and on uh, in a theater group and she's doing fantastic. And she's also just become um, asked to be a student board member of the Freedoms Foundation. Just make sure you as a parent are managing their 
or not managing, but, you know, keeping an eye on their social group experiences so that they can branch out and have a big variety of kids. You want them to know a big variety of people from different walks of life. You don't want them in a little bubble. You do want them in a safe. When I say that, I mean safe. You don't want people that would go against your beliefs to be pushing anything on them. So you have to still be safe. But but you want them to meet a big variety of people in a safe way. Well, I think that wraps up this episode. I'm really grateful that you listened today. Um, please comment and let me know. Um, you can comment on Facebook or on Instagram, or you can email me at bethleepub at gmail.com. If you have any questions or if you have suggestions for things that work or didn't work um, for your family, um, don't forget to go to homeschoolvibe.com and check out the book. Like it, You can get the link there. Um, and also don't forget that June 1st through June 5th, you can get the book for free on Kindle. Um, you can get the ebook for free. So um, you can go look for that on, uh, on Amazon and look for Find Your Homeschool Vibe on Amazon. Or you can link through the uh, through my website at homeschoolvibe.com. Thank you so much for listening. I'm excited. Thank you. Bye bye.